Hi, my name's Nate Johnson. I'm the CEO and founder of GLCS, and this is Driving Forward Tuesday Trip. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the upcoming events this week. Uh, we're going to talk about Thursday. Um, Thursday, we have Chris Thomas on. Chris Thomas is a owner-operator for Autumn Transport. I met Chris at F3 at uh, uh, the Festival of Freight, Freight Waves Festival of, of Freight in, in Chattanooga a few weeks ago. Uh, Autumn Transport is a carrier here in Minnesota that I've been aware of for many years and uh, had the opportunity to spend a little time with with Chris and learn a little about him, uh, followed him on social media, been kind of keeping up on what he's doing. And I'm excited to be able to spend some time learning about his life on the road. I started out as a driver, spent uh, several years over the road myself, and I'm looking forward to chatting with him and, and his uh, insight on on what it's like uh, uh, running running on the road today. So looking forward to uh, discussions with, with Chris uh, on Thursday. Uh, every Tuesday going forward, we're going to bring out a little trip. So a little trip down, it'll, it'll be typically 10 to 15 minutes long and in discussion around a topic that's happening in the industry. Uh, the topic may be technology related, it may be industry related. Uh, this week, we're going to talk briefly about the current ruling by the FMCSA, uh, the, the, the current prevention around broker fraud. Uh, <clears throat> this current ruling that goes into effect in January of 2024 uh, is, is an interesting one. Um, uh, there's lots of different sides to it. It's actually quite interesting. Uh, OIDA is in support of it, and uh, TIA is in support of it, which is quite interesting because usually uh, those two organizations are not always in alignment. <clears throat> this this uh, um, proposal was made final uh, last Wednesday, and it's really broken down into five different categories, which I'm not going to go into great detail on. You can all read up on this yourself. Uh, however, I will post a link uh, with with some significant detail on it. The I think there's a lot of synopsises of this in the um, in various news organizations, so you can get a lot of of uh, high level detail on this um, ruling. But <clears throat> excuse me, you can get a lot of uh, high level detail on this ruling. Uh, but you can't get, it's kind of difficult to dig up all the fine details on it. So we'll put those fine details in the comments on this, and I'm not going to walk through it uh, in, in great detail during this, this discussion. I am going to bring up a few points that I have. Uh, I think, number one, uh, with the visibility platforms that are out there for carriers, that are, are broker tools for carriers that define you know, carriers that are, are risky to use. Uh, those are, are great tools. I've talked about those a few in a few of those in public. Those are great tools, and when used in their purest form, uh, they 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 truly do present uh, a great tool to brokers, and they do reduce fraud, and they do increase broker performance as well. And they're 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 great to 
uh, help scale your business. Uh, carriers don't really have a lot of those tools. Uh, fraud prevention is lots of times something that you have to develop as a skill, uh, something that a driver needs to be able to identify on a phone call or look for email issues, um, whether it's a driver or the carrier or the dispatcher, or someone booking the load, you need to be able to look for those those issues. And there's not a lot of tools available to the carrier to assist them with that, especially small carriers. So this movement by the FMCSA is good in the fact that they are directing their attention towards prevention of fraudulent behavior in the broker side of the industry as well. It's it's a little more difficult for especially your smaller carriers and your owner operators to be able to tackle that. And them wanting to take activity towards that fraudulent, fraudulent behavior, I think is also good. However, I think there's some holes that can be shot through this. And all of us or, or many people out there, I, I know I've expressed some concern on, on this as well. Uh, so just some basic facts on this. Um, according to the FMCSA, uh, 1.3% of all brokers will experience a drawdown on their, uh, on their bond every given year. So on their, their uh, um, $75,000 bond on a given year. Out of that 1.3%, 18% have claims that exceed more than the $75,000 that the bond is required to hold. Um, when that 75,000 is exceeded, the payout to the carrier is paid out pro rata, um, which means that the carriers are paid pennies on the dollars. They're not paid the full amount that they're owed. So that becomes an issue when you look at this new proposal. It's an issue today. So even with the new proposal, this is already an issue and it's a much larger issue. So this new proposal helps c control this. And it's a, it's a movement towards the right direction. However, it may not be a movement large enough. And I wanted to put some, some details out there, uh, kind of explaining to you and, and creating some visuals on how much of uh, a problem it potentially is uh, from, from the bond standpoint in comparison to a day-to-day -day, uh, operation. So... A couple of categories that this this new um, that these new provisions take into account. Um, first, assets ready to, uh, readily available. Uh, this ultimately states that uh, the broker or freight forwarder uh, must have seventy five thousand dollars in bonds available uh, at all times and. Uh, must be able to pay out claims without using personal guarantees. Uh, the next one, which I, I think is what everybody's excited about, is that there can be an immediate suspension of their operating authority if they are unable to resolve a claim 
against their their uh, um, if they're unable to resolve a claim against their bond within a seven day period. And if that claim is not able to be resolved, the FMCSA is able to shut down their authority. My large concern is, according to the detailed notes that I have, the FMCSA has written in a $5.5 million increase in staffing wage over a 10-year period to help deal with this authority and and their tracking of it. I don't believe that this is enough. I think that that this is going to take a lot of people to be able to monitor and manage and to handle it accordingly. Uh, there's a lot of brokers out there, and there's a lot of brokers that get uh, their bonds filed upon, and especially in this particular um, economy that we're in and, and our current freight market, that this is something that we see a lot of people that are insolvent in, and and there'll be times where it may not be busy and there'll be times that it's going to be busy. And I, my, my largest concern about this entire program is the ability to enforce it. The, the remainder of it, I, I, I think all kind of fits together quite well. Um, uh, some of the pieces of it that I think are, are, are interesting is you're unable to take a, a loan out to replenish your surety bond. Uh, at least that's my understanding of it. So that that's, uh, you know, ultimately that's robbing Peter to pay Paul. And I think those are all, all healthy things to uh, take into account. So I can see where OIDA is, is certainly in support of the ability of the FMCSA to come in and eliminate brokers that are bad actors and and take them off of the take their operating authority away uh my concern overall is just how often are or, or if you have a broker who's paying net 30 net 45 or, or even net 60 in some cases you know I, coming from the transportation industry I, i've i've been in this industry nearly 30 years Brokers are going to potentially stretch out that payable 45 to 60 days. And at what point is someone going to start filing on their bond initially, especially if they're an established broker? If they aren't established broker, how fast are you going to start filing on their bond? There's a period of time that that they're going to be okay. That net 30 to net 45, it's probably unlikely that, that we're going to see um, – anyone file on their bond during that time. So that being said, I, I, I did pencil out some details for everyone to kind of see, and it's, it's simple math for the most part. Um, the, bear with me as I pull this up on my screen, but uh, but we have here, a small broker moving 10 loads per day. That 10 loads per day, we're gonna say that that each load averages about $1,500 per load. That 
gives that small broker about $15,000 a day in liabilities. $15,000 a day in liabilities times five is $75,000 a week. So they're incurring $75,000 a week or their entire bond a week in liabilities. So this is just moving 10 loads a day. So $75,000 times four, so that's one month, is $300,000 a month in liabilities. Now, this is not in revenue. This is in liabilities. There's certainly loads that are being billed out to customers and revenue coming in. So we have $300,000 in, in liabilities that are incurred on a monthly basis. That is four times over their bond on a monthly basis. So this is a simple graph. If you work 30, 60, 90 days in, in uh, uh, receivables uh, or aging, you know, uh, if you just simply look at what is their liabilities over a 120-day period, they're looking, you know, at $1.2 million uh, of receive or of liabilities over a a four-month period. So it doesn't take long. And I'm not saying that over a four-month period that they're going to lose $75,000 and, and be unable to, to pay their, their loads. But I'm trying to paint a picture on the fact that a 10, 10 loads a day that get mismanaged, it doesn't take long to hit a $75,000 bond. 50 loads a day. 50 loads a day. So five times that scale in 120 days, you're at $6 million. $6 million in liabilities. This is not revenue. This is liabilities. So that overall, that overall uh, exposure to the liabilities gets very high very quickly. Ultimately, I don't think the bond and the enforcement of the bond has anything to do with this bill whatsoever. It's the ability of the FMCSA to monitor it and the uh, the surety bond holder to also, they, they're required to inform the FMCSA if the uh, broker or freight forwarder is insolvent and is is not in a good place they need to inform the fmcsa the fmcsa will then take action uh, so that's part of this as well um, these regulations are coming out uh, january 16th 2024 they roll out slowly so there's pieces of it that come out the 16th of 2024 2025 and 2026 the the largest pieces of it don't come out until 2026 i believe the um, overall, I think, like I said, it, it it is a good piece. It is a good direction for the industry, and it and it provides transparency and partnership across the board. Carriers carry a, a, a substantial amount of assurance uh, and a, a substantial amount of liabilities before they even haul their first load. Uh, with with a, a surety bond, broker can typically come into the industry 
with a $1,500 to $7,500 uh, uh, purchase of that bond and they're, they're moving freight. So that's, that's much less than what it takes to purchase a single truck, cash flow that truck, insure that truck, and move it down the road. And, you know, a, a surety bond is, is not, not that difficult to get. So that barrier to entry for a broker is much lower than typically the barrier to entry for a owner operator or a small motor carrier. Uh, so that's my opinion on this at this point. If you have an opinion, I'm, I'm open to, to listening to that. Please feel free to reach out to me in the comments or, or directly, uh, definitely open to it. I think this legislation is great. Uh, looking forward to see what it brings and, and what sort of technology solutions might start coming out of this now that we have some direction to start monitoring the the healthiness of our of our brokers as well so we have the visibility visibility platforms on the carrier side but now we sort of have set a bar to create some visibility on on the broker side that's directed towards the carrier uh, also so looking forward to uh, seeing where this goes thanks a lot and thanks a lot for your time